This is the online recording for the broadcast to be viewed on Sunday the 19th of July. God, in his own words, particularly picking up on the I Am series that we've just concluded. Hope that you enjoy, and as ever on this audio, I'll try to bring to life for you any of the particular items that are going to be shown uh, where there's just visual content, really. Okay. Hi, my name's Roger, and I'm the pastor of the church here. Around about 20 years ago, I used to run a mobile disco, and that was great fun. Good times, good memories. What I can remember is always wanting to end the night on a really high note. In in terms of adult celebrations and those kind of do's, one of probably the top five tracks was Frank Sinatra, I Did It My Way. All the crowd that were there, you know, with their hands waving. But when you think about those words, I Did It My Way, sounds a bit arrogant, doesn't it? The big I am. What comes to your mind, though, when you think of that word or those words, I am? It may well be the I am's cat food. It could well be will I am. The singer from Black Eyed Peas, who's probably better known for being that that judge uh, on The Voice. Or it could be maybe the film, if you're into films, of of Will Smith and and I Am Legend. Well, we've been thinking over the last seven weeks of the claims that Jesus made about himself using those two words, saying, I am this, I am that. We've been thinking about seven big claims that he made. What we haven't done is think specifically about those two words. So that is what we're going to do today. But before that, a song. The song is called All God's Creatures Have Got a Place in the Choir. That's really good news for me. Probably the only choir I'd be uh, led into, really. Anyway, come to church. Welcome. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm good. Are you ready? I am. I like it. Creatures got a place in the choir Some sing low and some sing higher Some sing out loud on a telephone wire Some just clap their hands or pause Or anything they got now Size. 
Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do, and the old cow just goes moo. All those creatures got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands and pause or anything they got. And the fox and the grizzly bear, the dopey alligator and the hawk above, the sly old weasel and the turtle dove. All God's creatures got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands and paws or anything they got. All God's creatures got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands and paws or anything. Now we've got a picture here of a lady who sat there with her face mask on and then she sneaks a baguette goes to have a bite and would you believe it she's actually got a gap that she's made um a cut in the face mask here for today although maybe you'd think i'd probably look better in it but i hope you've got your own face mask ready for that big announcement that was in the news that we're soon all of us going to be having to wear our face mask whenever we go shopping aren't we of course, other stuff that's been in the news of late has been the reopening of pubs. Don't know if you've had the opportunity to check that out, had a meal, had a drink, and how you found that. Of course, there was concerns in the build-up to that for social distancing, and if after people had had a, a few jars, whether or not people would uh, get a little bit carried away and forget the social distancing. But there's also been some concerns about maybe some underage drinking and the effects of that. Check out this clip that we came across. Difficult for you to pick this up, but this is two boys, I would guess. They're about four and five years of age, and they've got a LucasAid bottle. No idea what's in it, mind, in between the two of them. And they keep taking the bottle off one of, of one another, having a swig, and then... That ends up with being tipped down at one person's top or the other person's top. As you can hear, they're finding the funny side of it. Very therapeutic listening to little kids laughing at it. What are you doing? You loading up your car? Yeah. Are you? What are you loading up the car with? Food. Bags of food. Well, Mum, what is it that they're doing? What are they doing this for then, Laura? Um, we're taking all the food that um, the supermarkets don't want, that Liz packages up, 
Fantastic. This is a part of our food share project. And why is it that you guys are involved yourself? Um, we like doing this. It's good use of food and it's nice to help people that haven't gone enough. Brilliant. Thank you so much for all that you're doing as well. Where is it you're off late to today? Um, we go around some of the flats in Fantastic. Well, what a beautiful afternoon for it as well. Thanks ever so much. And thank you, Francis. And thank you, Rupert. I think you're lucky, actually, Laurie. You haven't got anything to do now. I know. I just got my help. Yeah, your helpers have done it all for you. God bless you. If you were involved in food share, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our volunteers for all the difference that you are making to families locally. Bless you. Really do appreciate that. Back now to today and our theme... I am. Nothing to do with me, but the one who said, I am. And we've been thinking about all the claims that Jesus made, but we've not focused on those two words. But that's what we're going to do today. Now, I know you've probably already been distracted by the chocolates, but that's a little bit later. For now, I'm going to actually grab myself a cup of coffee. Because whilst this is week 18 for our doing these broadcasts, it's the first week that it's not been me involved in doing the teaching. So I'm really thrilled about that, that before they whisk away to Abu Dhabi, Bruce is going to be leading us through this week. So I'm going to hand over now to Bruce. Do you ever use a word or phrase without thinking about what it means? I used to read a lot in my teens. Science fiction was really, really into it. And it's full of really big words. Uh, I like to use the term, ses I'm reading it, sesquidipalian. Um, I can't actually say it, but that means really, really big words. Rather than looking them up, I used them in the context in which I read them. And that worked fine for me until I got to the word enervate. This was one of the words my dad would poke fun at me about um, pretty much forever. Uh, the other being jus de pomme, uh, apple juice. Um, I universally referred to it in a, a, in a posh restaurant as jus de pomme de terre, which in itself wasn't funny. It was a reaction of the waiter who, with a completely straight face, looked at me and said, Would you like freshly squeezed potato juice, sir? Um, yeah, that was very funny. I did mention it was a posh restaurant. Enervate. I was feeling particularly punchy one fine day. Um, and walked up to my dad and said, uh, to my everlasting regret, I feel really enervated today, to which my father replied with some amusement, and you seem so energetic today. It wasn't until much later he enjoyed the irony of me fully understanding where I'd gone wrong um, and the meaning of innovation as he sucked the wind out of my prideful sails, um, explaining that innovate meant having run out of energy. Did I learn the lesson? <laughs> Did I never? People often use words without considering their history, where they came from, or what they might mean more fully. And Christians, we're no exception. When we read the Bible, words like God, the Lord, and Jesus only mean what we've learned they mean, or took them to mean. What about I am? Christians use stock phrases, words all the time, like holy, the gospel, good news. We're so used to using them that we don't really think about it. So we're talking to somebody in a different language from the one they know. Are we really getting the message across? Is it incomprehensible to them? Irony follows us round like a shadow on a sunny day. 
Misunderstanding is nothing new. And Jesus was very familiar with it, as we'll hear Glenn share in today's readings. Two of them, taken from Luke chapter 4 and John chapter 8. Hi. Our readings this morning are from Luke chapter 4 and then from John in chapter 8. So we start with Luke chapter 4 verses 14 through to 28. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news spread about him through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? they asked. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. And you will tell me, Do here in your hometown what we have heard you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath, in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elijah the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. So we come now to chapter to John chapter 8 starting at verse 2 at dawn he appeared again in the temple door courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them the teachers of the law and the, and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery they made her stand before the group 
and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis of accusing him. We move on to verses 58 and 59. Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. This is the end of today's readings. Thank you. At Nazareth, when he first claimed divinity, and then later in the temple courts, he was using a language that should have been easy for the Jews to understand. We'd expect a range of reactions. People even now claim to be a god. And at the time, the Roman emperor claimed to be a god. Personally, if God revealed himself to me, I'd be flawed. is in the process of being flawed. You know, yesterday I was in the car, I'm driving along, song came on on the radio and it just caught my imagination because of the conversation that, that Bruce and I have been having about this week. The song is called If God Was One Of Us, just a slob like one of us. Now that might well sound a little bit offensive or harsh at first, but the song isn't offensive at all. It was released in 2003, sung by Joan Osborne. And I want to read you some of the lyrics to that song. If God had a name, what would it be? And would you call it to his face? If you were faced with him in all his glory, what would you ask if you had just one question? Yeah, yeah, God is great. God is good. What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home. We're thinking particularly about this name of God, I Am. Join us as we worship this God in song. Where the song is called, at your name, there is indeed no one like this God. Let's worship him. Adiós.
vocals and backing vocals by Ali Whiting. And the video was done by Charlene. Told you I'd be flawed. But they weren't. It said they tried to stone Jesus, to assault him. Incredibly, on both occasions, Jesus performed a miracle, disappeared, slipped away before their eyes. What was Jesus claiming that so shocked and incensed them? Had he claimed to be a god, well, I suspect they would have reacted slightly differently. Um, or a messiah. Well, perhaps that would have been okay. An angel, a messenger from God, yeah, that would have worked too. The idea of a charlatan isn't new either. In our current crisis, COVID-19 sweeping the world, people have been capitalising on the opportunities it presents to them. The unscrupulous will sell quite cures, false hope and dreams. Do they get stoned or only reprimanded? What about us, Christians? We believe we have the answers, but with so many false options available in this time of great crisis, we must be careful not to fall into the trap of using the COVID um, epidemic as a tool to further our agenda, no matter how justified we might feel. Think of any crime. No matter how heinous, would we stone the perp on the spot? In the USA, you can expect to be executed if you do something wrong. But on the spot, arguably, no. There's a due process. And even at the end, if you were condemned, you could still expect exquisite care to be taken for your human rights. But even there, you pretty much get away with claiming to be a god. But that's not what Jesus claimed. We've been considering Jesus' I am statements, all seven of them, for seven weeks now. Um, These were, I am the bread of life, the light of the world, the door, the shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life, the true vine and the great, the great I am. Our next song, I am, emphasises all these claims and more.
amazing pictures that have been shown about the, the wonders of the world and the amazing beauty of creation. Was it these words that so instinctively shocked the, the Jews that they resorted to violence? The. You might have noticed that earlier I mentioned a God. Jesus did not claim this. In each of the seven I am statements, Jesus used this especially important word, the. The is a definite article. It relates to only one of something. A is called an indefinite article, meaning there are more than one of them. Not one of the doors, the door. Not a shepherd, but the shepherd. Not a God, but God himself. Surely that in itself is a stunning claim. The Jews might have been incensed. Jesus was making an impossible claim. They might even have thought Jesus was supplanting their one and only God of Israel, the God who chose them as his own special people. 
But Jesus' apparent crimes were stacked up high in the Burj Khalifa, the Eiffel Tower, the Empire State's building, one on top of the other. He claimed to be the same God that spoke to Moses, namely Yahweh or Jehovah in Hebrew. In a slightly light-hearted way, let's look at what happened to John Cleese when he made the mistake in the life of Brian of saying that word. By virtue of the authority vested in me, oh, lay off, we haven't started yet. Come on, who threw that? Who threw that stone? Come on. Many will even go so far as to replace the word entirely with four dots 
has called Tetrapunta. Dot, 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 dot. This is where the Bible is so cool. Get this. The living word of God, no less, as it comes alive before your eyes. 2,000 years ago, in its original form, back up to date now, speaking to us right here, right here, now, today. The Jews condemned Jesus to death due to the outrageous claims we've been talking about. He was hung on a cross to die. Pilate stuck a plaque above his head saying, King of the Jews. But silently, without knowing what they were doing, the Jews had marked him on hands and feet with puncture marks. Four of them. Dot, 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 dot. In his death, Jesus was marked as Yahweh. I am by the very people who put him to death. See that through the lens of time. Here's another one for centuries, literally hundreds of years. Scholars have been arguing about not only the spelling of the, the name Yahweh, but how to pronounce it. How to pronounce a name in Hebrew that no one was allowed to say on pain of death. What does that say to you? No! So on that more light note, let's uh, move to celebrations and do that. Um, and uh, just a quick question for you. Guess who is the lady behind you? Katie, what is it you've got in your hands this time? Celebrations! Celebrations! <laughs> this is the lady that's responsible for filling up our chocolate tin. So, Dee, any particular message to the church if I can pull you away from hugging that plant? <laughs> I miss you and I cannot wait to give you all a hug. In a big way. I know it's got to be like that, but not like that. <laughs> oh, a bit of Tommy Cooper throwing in for good measure. <laughs> Okay, time for our celebrations then. And you've seen Dee that's bought us yet again a couple of these tubs of chocolates that we can... Oh dear, look at this. You can tell that we actually need to top up our tea nubby. So that's one and that's two. Thank you so much, Dee, for all the times that you do this uh, for us. But first of all, I have to say a little bit of a disclaimer. Because last week, it was my uh, birthday and I was seen to grab rather a few too many chocolates, but I want to be honest with you, I put them all back in the, uh, the tin. So the fact that you had an empty tub here, um, don't, don't think that I had all the chocolates, I honestly did. So here's our chocolates with also some dairy-free uh, sweets as well uh, for those people that are not able to have chocolate chocolates. Okay, a few birthdays. We like to start with some birthdays. So today, Sunday, the 19th, is a happy birthday to Chris Martin. Chris, happy birthday uh, to you. Hope you and Mum Frida are doing really, really well during lockdown. Tuesday, the 21st, is the birthday of Marion Muscle. Marion, who I believe first came to the church when she was aged Three. Let's just say that she's a little bit older than three now, aren't you, Marion? But a happy birthday to you. So one for you, Chris. One for you, uh, Marion. 
And then on Thursday, we've got two birthdays. We've got the birthday of Jean Cunningham. Uh, now Jean helps out at Community Tots. Uh, Jean's married to, to Jess, and they both worship here. So a happy birthday, Jean, to you on Thursday. It's also the birthday of Caroline Simkin uh, on Thursday. Now, Caroline was the first person to guess the track that we used. Of, you got to keep yourself connected last week. But she guessed that it was the Stone Roses. I said, Caroline, it was not the stone roses within seconds whether or not she googled and cheated i don't know but she said was it the stereo mcs it was indeed the stereo mcs that track of you gotta keep yourself connected and then on friday it's the 20th birthday of josh dolphin so josh wherever you are whatever it is that you may well be doing right now happy birthday to you fella and it's also the birthday of Jill, Robin's wife, Jill. Now, Robin and Jill have been with us a number of months, and then, of course, we had lockdown, so we've not been able to get to know them as well as we would like. But here's a picture of Robin and Jill in truly angelic um, uh, form, as you can see. And then lastly, but not least, on Saturday... It's the birthday of Gloria Enright. So happy birthday, Gloria, as well. I've missed all these people. So we've got Caroline, and we've got Jean, and we've got Josh, and we've got Gloria, and we've got Jill. Oh, my goodness me. Loads of birthdays uh, this week. And coming up now, a picture for you, just proving that some people are choosing to meet up together complete with their social distancing. It was great that John and Val managed to hook up with Richard and Leslie. Why don't you seek to do similar this week, maybe, to invite some folks over out in the garden or to meet uh, together somewhere else uh, in a public place in town just to begin connecting uh, again. You've got to get yourself connected. Yes, we're back on that song yet again. Okay, now, in terms of meeting up, I have been asked a number of times, so when are we going to actually get back in the building? Well, one of the first things that we need to do is carry out a full risk assessment for what goes on here. And those of you who are members of the church will know that's something that the trustees uh, are working on. Following that, yes, there'll be bit by bit, uh, in a very small fashion, drip-fed in some smaller things that we hope to do. But we have to be honest, the last thing that we will be able to actually see back in place is the biggest thing that we do in, in terms of what involves most people, which is our Sunday morning service celebration. So, for however long it takes, we hope that we'll be able to continue to engage with you through these broadcasts on a Sunday morning. But watch this space, because there'll be more information over the coming weeks on our website. What about competition time? Well, we're still waiting for some additional responses to the question of what would you name Andrew's purple friend? Remember we've asked this the last uh, couple of weeks. There's probably a, a picture coming up uh, right now, I suspect. So do get in touch, kids, however wacky or creative that name may well be. And here is another question for you. Last week we had a picture of Chris Wilson because it was going to be uh, his birthday. And he was seen with a, a pint of beer, lager, or let's just say it was lemonade. Okay, oh, we know it wasn't Chris. In one hand, but in his left hand was a sachet of tomato ketchup. The question this week is why was Chris Wilson holding 
a tomato ketchup sachet in his left hand? We know the answer, but do you? Get in touch and you may well get a prize if you get that answer right. Well, as for celebrations, I think that I can say that I am finished. There's that phrase, the I am. Bruce has been focusing our attention on those two words. Here's Sarah now for the kids, reminding us of that journey that we've taken these past couple of months. Over to you, Sarah. Hello, community kids. Over the last few weeks, we've been learning about the statement where Jesus said, I am the something. See if you can remember all the seven things that Jesus said he was. Kids, see if you can yell them out loud now, and grown-ups, you can join in too. Jesus said, I am the... Bread. Did you get Light. Door. If you didn't, here's a few little hints. So Sarah's now showing her um, her camera onto the selected on the load of items on the table. Things to show you all the things that Jesus said he was. Do you think you can get them now? Let's go through them one at a time. Well, I can, because I can see the picture. If you think you know what it is. Jesus said, I am the... There's a big loaf of bread, what do you reckon? Bread of life. Jesus said, I am the... There's a light bulb. Light of the world. Jesus said, I am the... There's a little toy sheep. Good shepherd. Jesus said, I am the door or the gate. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And Jesus said, I am the... There's a house built with grapes and cocktail sticks. Fine. Oh, yeah. Did you get them all? If you got all seven, well done. Now, how did you do? Not just the Goodbye. kids, but what about you as an adult? Thanks so much for that, Sarah. That really put the seven I am's into a context that's helpful. You know, um, scholars sometimes appear to have too much time on their hands, don't they? The futility of our own efforts to explain the unexplainable aside, this all contributes to what upset those Jews more than 2,000 years ago. Jesus was also breaking the law, the punishment for which was stoning. Using the name Yahweh, but not as John Cleese, as a name for God, Jesus was claiming that name for himself. When John Newton wrote the hymn Amazing Grace, he thought upon the words, By the grace of God I am what I am, and then said... I'm not what I ought to be. John Newton understood. None of us are what we ought to be. Every Jew would know. Bone deep, they were far from God. And no human could be anything else. And yet, here was Jesus. Jesus did not claim to be replacing God. He was claiming to be the only God. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, of Adam and Eve, of Genesis and he used God's most holy name, I am. And that was on top of doing things on the Sabbath, when God prohibited any work be done. 
The truth is, we don't get to explain or recognise that. Nor do we get to understand it. Not for lack of trying, but how could we? A man, born millennia after the world was created by a supreme being who created everything, claiming that, that very same, claiming to be that very same supreme being, while reinforcing the fact that he was there was only one God, and he was it, implying, despite being born to a human mother, he was also there before creation, and in fact created everything himself. I don't know about you, but that boggles my mind. But then, we've had 2,000 years to get to grips with that. The Jews didn't have that luxury. Is it surprising that they took it the wrong way? That's part of why we need faith to believe, to see the truth. Roger recently said Jesus could only have been telling the truth, be a liar, or be insane. Here's the context for that. You'd have to be mad to believe that of someone else, let alone yourself. Or, you'd have to be telling the truth. Be the embodiment of truth, of reality, of creation itself. Going back to where we started with, it's so easy to read Jesus' claims of I am, and miss the utterly bonkers reality of that. I know I have done many, many times. Will you ever fully understand that? Will I? I doubt it. Is there any less truth for that? No. Those simple words, so easily missed and misunderstood, or focused on to a futile extent, are fundamental to the truth of Christianity. Whatever you believe about Adam and Eve, creation, it seems something went wrong. And in order to rectify that, God did something incredibly humble. Remember Moses? God appeared to him as a burning bush. Why? Because seeing God in all his majesty would have been too much for him to bear as a human being. It would have meant death to him. The creator of the universe, the sight of whom would mean death, reduced himself to something we could cope with. Flesh and blood in the form of a man. A man called Jesus. You might say the whole of the Bible could be summed up in those words. Who is Jesus? The I Am. If that's hard to believe, good, it should be. If you can't bring yourself to believe in God, let alone Jesus, that's okay. Because you've been given a choice. If you've been compelled to believe God is real, it would be an empty, hollow thing, and as meaningless to you as it would be to God. He wants to welcome you, me, all of his creation, into his presence, because it only means something to him if we choose to be there. What does he demand from you? Nada, nothing. What else do you need to do to receive his love? Not a thing. He doesn't need us. He wants us. Except maybe ask yourself this. If God came so far to meet us where we are, shouldn't we consider the words we use, the language we use more carefully? God left most of himself behind when meeting us. And perhaps we should consider how much of ourselves we should leave behind. Our prejudices, our interpretations. And do as he did and he continues to do. Simply love.
I think now would be a great time to pray. Lou's going to lead us. Let us pray. As we are called by God, let us draw close to him, sit with him and talk to him. Let us seek to know more of who God is. Let us follow Jesus' example. Listen to his words and follow his leading. We are called by God to show respect to all people. We pray for fairness in the government as they govern our diverse nation. As we emerge from lockdown and a weakened economy, the effects continue to be felt in many ways. Guide our leaders and businesses through the ongoing challenge of supporting those whose lives have been so dramatically changed by recent events. We are called by God to share his love. We give thanks for all the groups within the Poundbury community that show so much love to others through the support and help they provide. We pray for rest and renewal for the staff at Damas School as they prepare to finish for the summer. And we just ask for guidance for all the schools in Dorchester as they prepare for new ways of teaching in the new term in September. Along with this, let us hold in our prayers young people within our communities who are struggling with change routines and pray that they will reach out for support and perhaps we might be the ones that provide it. We're called by God to intercede for other people. We hold in our prayers those people within our church community and others that we know that are unwell. Thinking about those in other countries that are struggling, we pray for support that support will be provided to people in refugee camps and war-torn countries like Yemen, Syria and South Sudan as they feel the impact of coronavirus. As we are called by God, we pray that we can be guided by his Holy Spirit to provide encouragement to others, share generously and place value in what we have. Let it be our prayer that, kindled by the fire of your love, we can live generously, courageously and faithfully for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lynn, for having led us in our time of prayer. And for your prayers, can I remind you to pray for a couple from the church, Derek and Helen. Helen's health is sadly deteriorating. And Helen, if you and Derek are watching this, we want you to know that we love you. We're sending you God's best to you in the here and now. May you know the reality of the I am right in the present with where you are right now. We've been thinking, haven't we, about Jesus being the I am. But if Jesus was this God and is this God, the question for you and me is what then are we going to do about it. Right at the start, when we were outside the building, I mentioned about the song of I did it my way, and of course it sounds so arrogant. We could be fooled into thinking, well, was Jesus quite arrogant when he was saying, I am this, I am that, I am the door, I am the way? But when we think about the person and character of Jesus, nothing else about his life or what he said or how he lived reflected anything by by way of arrogance at all. Surely, this Jesus was not some liar or somebody who was deluded, but was indeed the one who he said he was. The I Am. God himself, Lord, the God who came in human form. And if that's the case, 
It's one thing for us to make mental assent to that. It's quite another thing to think about what we're going to do about it and how we're going to appropriate having and knowing this I am in our very lives. That is possible. It's a decision that each and every one of us could make just like that. Maybe as you uh, sing this uh, next song, and as you follow through the words of this, the song is called Reckless Love. And it speaks of God's reckless love for the likes of you and me. Because whoever we are, wherever we're at, this is a God who's out to secure a loving relationship with the likes of you and me. That's our own prayer for you as well, that you might know that reality. And if you're someone who for years has known this, this I am, and you know his reality and what it means uh, for you to be a Christian, then still reflect on what, uh, what this means in the here and now for you as a follower of this Jesus, as the one who said, I am. Let's worship God in song together.
down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. on behind the scenes. Bruce waits for his cue from David, who is filming, and then turns from where the previous side shot had ended to continue the next part of the teaching. We tried to use our laptops as a kind of autocue to lessen looking down on our notes. David, in the meantime, will be checking how this comes across on the screen. It really puts them into a context that is relevant for us here. Um... God wants us to make a, a choice. Not anything else is an empty choice. And I can't continue. <laughs> Our irony follows us around like a shadow. from today's <laughs> um, book, Python's explanation of <laughs> the truth is we don't get to explain <sighs> okay Ian, you've just seen a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes what did you make of that well having been the first time after all these weeks having been a representative here today of the congregation I'm just blown away by the techie stuff, how it gets to us on a Sunday morning. This is the 19th of July coming up. All these weeks you've been doing this, I do thank you on behalf of the congregation for all that we've been able to absorb and, and all these weeks. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it.
And Ian, tell us what, what's coming up that's really important this afternoon. Yeah, I'm having my hair done. Can you see this? It's white. <laughs> There'll be none of that. Hopefully, after so number o'clock this afternoon, I'll have it all taken off. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. God bless you. All yeah. right, take care. Thank you, Roger. joining us yet again for our online broadcast. That's the end of week 18. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any questions about anything at all that you've heard, you'd like to know more about the church, or you want to get to know this great I Am yourself, do please get in, in touch with us. There's a means of doing that via our homepage. Otherwise, for me, it's over and out. And of course, for dear Bruce and V and family, we're going to say an adios amigo as they're off to Abu Dhabi. God bless you. So did you spot the eight takes in of Bruce? Poor Bruce, he couldn't get his words out right. But for the rest of the time, wasn't that great? It's that song that we mentioned by Joan Osborne that's um, finishing off our broadcast. Hope you enjoyed, uh, but either watching or presumably if you're watching this on the, if you listen to this on the audio, then obviously it's uh, it's listening. But uh, do keep in touch, and if there's anything uh, I think that you can pass this on, anybody you can pass this on to. Uh, another friend or something like that then that would be great uh, we'd love to hear your feedback so thanks once again for listening to this audio god bless you